from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, Link, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook world, digital world of sorts. I've got a special guest today. Guys can't tell the man on the screen that's, that's like right under me right there, right? That's Mr. George Feeney. He's the CISO at FU, but he's got a new book out, which we're going to be talking about, Project Zero Trust. He's also got one of my, my favorite books, I think, Well Aware. Um, and, and Well Aware was your first book, right, George? That's right, yeah. Yeah, so book number two, really excited about it. Thank you for everyone tuning in this morning. Uh, packed show, so we're going to get right into it. Um, um, so shout outs to follow. But it's great to be back. Yesterday was Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement. I've atoned for all my sins. I can start sinning again until next year. That's, that's the beauty of being Jewish, right? You get to one day, you starve yourself, um, and you don't eat, you don't drink for 25 hours. Um, you're in constant prayer. And then you can start sinning again the next day, I guess. Is, is, no. is that like the purge? C- it's kind of like the purge of your sins, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the purge of your sins. And so... <laughs> Um, I, I did that yesterday, um, and, 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 and what a day it was. I got to tell you, you feel cleansed though. When you don't eat for like 25, 26 hours until the first thing you put in your mouth is like the most sugary thing you could possibly get in your hands, like a starburst or, or like a, like, like something like a really sweet piece of cake. Either way, we're here today, Thursday, October 6, 2022 folks, big show. I've got my cup of coffee. I know George is in a hotel, so I don't think you, you've got coffee available yet. Not yet. Um, but as tradition would say, my double espresso, coffee cup, cheers, gang. And let's get into these stories. Espresso will get you. It's too hot, man. It's too hot. That's, that's what happens when I make it like in the middle. If I don't make it like before I start, before I go live, that wait to make it, then it'll stay hot the whole show. All right. So first story of the day is 100 of Microsoft Hundreds of Microsoft SQL servers have been backdoored with a new malware. According to researchers, Maggie's control through SQL query, forcing administrator to log into other SQL servers and doubling a bridgehead into the server's network environment. So the backdoor was discovered by German analyst uh, Johann Einboss, I think, and Axel Wauer of DCSO SciTech Telemetry, uh, DCSO SciTech. And telemetry data shown that Maggie is more prevalent in South Korea, India, Vietnam, China, Russia, Thailand, Germany, and the U.S. Mind you, if you kind of start ticking away the boxes of who it doesn't impact, you can kind of start pointing your finger at who's behind it. <laughs> so the Maggie commands, the analysis of the malware revealed that it's disguised as an extended store procedure, uh, which is a DLL. Um, so it's SQL Maggie antivirus. It's running under that. And it's digitally signed by DeepSoft, the company that appears to be based in South Korea. Extended stored procedure files extend the functionality of the SQL queries by using an API that accepts remote user arguments and responds with unstructured data. And you can kind of see that here in front of you, by the way. Um, so, so the report says that a variety of commands supported by Mangala querying for system information, executing programs, interacting with files and folders, and enabling remote desktop services. The attackers could append arguments to these commands, and Maggie even offers usage instructions for the supported arguments in some cases. The bridge itself is, is there. This time, some details remain unknown, like the post-infection use of Maggie and how the malware is planted in the servers 
in the first place, as well as who's behind these attacks. So we'll keep our eyes on this one. Iranian hackers are targeting enterprise Android users with a new rat-milled spyware. Uh, Zimborium is warning of an Iranian hacking group using a new piece of Android sp- uh, spyware in a broad campaign that has targeted enterprise users. The first spyware sample that was observed was using the VPN and phone numbers. app text me to hide itself. The mobile security firm also identified a live rat milled sample uh, distributed through a rum, uh, a numerant variant of text me. According to the company, the Iranian-based hacker group named App Milled is distributing the phone spoofing app through links on social media and various messaging services, luring intended victims into sideloading it on their devices. The malicious actors have also developed a product website advertising the app to socially engineer victims into believing it is legitimate. Once the application has been installed, the users grant its permission to access enough services, and the rat milled spyware sideloaded on the device starts collecting information. The broad range of permissions the malware asks uh, for is to allow it access to device data, including MAC address, precise location, user information, uh, which includes phone calls, contacts, SMS messages, media, and files. Furthermore, the attackers can access the device camera and microphone to record video and audio and take pictures. It's identified a telegram channel for those who don't know what's going on in Iran, in case you've been living under a rock for the last two weeks. Um, Iran's in the midst of uh, some sort of uh, additional revolution. I mean, it appears like this, the, the, the government there might hold um, but, uh, you know, I've seen videos this morning of students uh, ripping Humanae and Raisi as pictures off the wall, uh, young students taking their hijab off and flipping off those pictures. That kind of revolt, that young, uh, might bring about a regime change in that country and might free those people once and for all. Um, since 1979, uh, Iran has been under an Islamic uh, dictatorship, essentially. Um, and so the people there are yearning for freedom and this might just be it um so they're probably using this to target um users across the world who are supporting the uh the groups there including uh through through apps where they don't trust and they think the government's got a backdoor in it so this one isn't happening on twitter folks this is really happening on different apps um, and not on twitter a 19-year-old hacker has been arrested for using leaked Optus breach data in an SMS scam. The 19-year-old teen from Sydney uh, has been uh, arrested for allegedly attempting to leverage the data leaked following the Optus breach last month to extort victims. And so it shows you just how easy it is for these young... That's the thing about security, right, George? There's a line of ethics that, that we expect from, from people. And, and sometimes that, that line is blurred by people who think it's cool to do this. Well, um, and, th- and this, this kid, um, you know, unfortunately didn't even do the hack, right? He, he was just leveraging the, the data that dumped by the hack. Um, yep. uh, so, so just to, you know, make money, which, you know, what 19 year old kid doesn't want to, you know, get a, get a quick payday. And this one's going to uh, sting uh, most likely because, you know, it's, Criminal charges in Australia is taking this like really serious. I mean, they're really like Australia is, is the government there is just going up and ends. I mean, I've seen I've been reading some of the discussions of them and talking about security. They're like, you guys are going to ruin your p- private public relationship if you go down this road. Um, and then pretty bad. And finally, and I think what is I don't know if to say shocking, but to say concerning if you're a CISO. So former Uber CISO uh, Joe Sullivan has been found guilty um, over the uh, data breach cover up. 
uh, from 2016. So the month-long trial concluded um, from many people testifying. Uh, the jury found Sullivan guilty of both charges, obstructing an FTC investigation of a data breach at Uber and deliberately hiding a felony from authorities. Sullivan, who was most recently the CISO over a Cloudflare, faces up to eight years in prison, maximum of five years for obstruction of justice and a maximum of three years for uh, mis, uh, for the mis, uh, prison charge. I, I, I think they mean the deliberately hiding a felony uh, charge is, is, is my guess. Um, according to the Times, the jury of six men and six women took more than 19 hours to reach the verdict. Um, how other people aren't charged in this one, George, is mind-boggling because, you know, there were more executives that kind of signed off on this. You, you know, I, I actually couldn't sleep last night, you know, thinking about this. This, this, this is really scary. Um, and, you know, Sullivan is not an unsophisticated person. You know, he, right. he's, a, he's a former federal prosecutor. That means he's an attorney. That means, uh, you know, he, he uh, you know, at, at least in theory, you know, knew some of the challenges, whereas a lot of other CISOs, I'm, I'm an attorney, by the way, uh, full disclosure. Uh, uh, but yeah, the, the other uh, folks in, involved in this case, I mean, or, or other CISOs out there, right? If you're, if you're looking for takeaways, uh, man, I, I think the, the world just got a lot more complicated for us. Yeah, it's, it's almost makes it so that when you're going through a, a incident now, it doesn't matter what the board or anyone else recommends. You should just, and by the way, I think that's what brought much forward, right? I think much saw what, what's going on with Joe and said, I'm not going to be the next scapegoat. Wow. And yeah, this was I, even before Joe was convicted. I would not be surprised if once Elon Musk completes his acquisition of Twitter, based on what I saw happen over the last 24 or 36 hours or so, that there's a report of additional data breaches that have gone on that have been underreported or ransomware attacks or whatever the case may have been within Twitter during that time period. Um, and, and much, much essentially was like, I'm not going to get charged with obstruction of justice uh, or, 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 you know, lying to shareholders, which has significant implications to someone's career and livelihood. I mean, I, I think that's a really interesting point about Mudge. And, you know, at the time you heard a lot of people saying, well, you know, uh, uh, what else is new? <laughs> right. I mean, this this is what we deal with every day in security. Um, and again, I, I think, you know, it, it's you know, it's going to be really challenging for us as CISOs moving forward to, to navigate. Yeah, I, I as, as a as a as a practitioner like you are. Um, let me tell you, George, uh, this one, like it didn't have you sleeping. It's got me rethinking, <laughs> um, you know, who's the nexus. So that's gonna, you know, we've always known the S isn't for security. It's for scapegoat. Right. Um, but, but, but here's the ultimate scapegoat, uh, in, in, in Joe and hopefully Joe doesn't get any jail time on this one. Uh, my, my hope and, um, one of my rallying cries within the community is that we start writing letters to the sentencing judge, uh, just explaining how difficult it is for CISOs um, and, and probably the position Joe is in. And hopefully that'll, that'll you know, make sure that he, he at least can stay free, even if you know, he may never get a job as a CISO again. Um, at least he doesn't have to spend time in, in prison because he doesn't belong there. I'm sorry. I don't think he belongs there. Uh, that's my personal opinion. No, George. Man, you know, I, I know folks, I don't know 
about Joe, but I know folks who, who did and, and, and really think that he's an upstanding guy, right? Uh, very different kind of picture uh, is, is, is painted in the media about it. Um, and, man, I, I, you know, I haven't read the briefs, uh, uh, but, you know, again, if, if you're a CISO at a publicly traded company, um, you, you, you need to be thinking about protecting yourself, right? It's so hard uh, for people just to understand the things you say in security, right? The technical, uh, you know, hurdles to, to understand us and, you know, just the he said, she said that you read in the article is really concerning. It is. It's extremely concerning. And, um, and, and, and there's that. Um, so our final piece of the day is uh, George's brand new book. It dropped yesterday. You can find it on Amazon. The link's in the show notes, everyone. Go get it now. It's, it is in stock as of this morning in Amazon. And you can get it in Prime by the way, meaning you don't have to wait too long to get it. You can have it at your doorstep by Saturday. Um, it's called Project Zero Trust. It's a story about strategy for aligning security and the business. George, tell us about the book. Well, well, well first, uh, you know, I, I love the audiobook because uh, the narrator was an actor on The Walking Dead. Um, so um, that's kind of awesome, right? <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm so lucky to be able to, 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 uh, to work with John Kindervag uh, uh, who created Zero Trust. Uh, and so, you know, he gave me all of his notes. Uh, so, you know, I, I use his design methodology. You know, he's the only human that's been consulting on, on Zero Trust for the last like 15 years. Um, he has a Zero Trust maturity model. So it's a fictional story about a, a company uh, who's uh, uh, breached and they, they stand up a Zero Trust project uh, before their new product comes out um, in order to make sure it's secure. Um, so, you know, similar to, to the Phoenix project in, in, in that regard, uh, but it's, a, it's about a team. It's about the, the, the people that come together. Um, and I think that's the most important part, right? Who needs to know about zero trust? It's not just for us security nerds. Um, everybody in IT has to play a role. And, and zero trust, I, I think, is simple enough to understand uh, for everyone to, 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 to be a part of that. Um, and but again, you, zero trust is, is is confusing to to a lot of people, um, and in part because of the, the the mixed messages we're getting from all all of the different vendors out there. Um, I, I you know I was at a a, a roundtable uh, for CISOs uh, a few months back. Um, Fifteen CISOs in the room, sixteen different definitions of what zero trust is. Right, <laughs> um, one CISO actually changed his mind and 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 had a different definition and. You know, you, you hear, I mean, I heard from one CISO that, that is at a Fortune 500 company that, um, you, know, he, you know, he thought that Zero Trust was just SD-WAN, right? Oh my gosh, no, um, it's, the Zero Trust isn't a tool, it's a strategy. Um, and, you know, what is a strategy for? A strategy is for helping bring people together towards a common goal, right? That's what Zero Trust is. It's, we're, we're wanting to, to prevent bad things from happening. Um, and, and, you know, there, there just aren't other you know, strategies out there when it comes to uh, running a security program. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I actually ordered the book this morning. Um, so and then uh, when I'm in Dallas next, I'm going to stop by the SMU campus uh, and, and get it signed by George, everyone. I'll probably do a video of it yeah. so that we can, yeah. we can post it on here as, a, as, as an excerpt. But, um, but uh, go get the book. It's on Amazon, Project Zero Trust. Gift it to someone, your CIO, your CTO, um, someone who you want them to understand what Zero Trust is all about. I think that's a, that's a great way to do 
Uh, it's a great way to take these books, by the way. I, I gift like Roger Grimes books, like no one's business, right? Like data-driven defense. I, I will, I gift that book uh, to, to anyone in my organization that goes, I want to get a better idea of why you're making these decisions in security. I gift them that book. I just order it on Amazon. I, I actually, I've got like 10 of copies that I ordered uh, several months ago and I've just handed them off to my board members. I've handed them off to um, people within the organization to kind of take a look at, read, and kind of understand how we want to drive it. And, and this is no different because Zero Trust, I did a survey about a, two years ago, three years ago on, on LinkedIn, George, and I said, Zero Trust, an actual security strategy or a buzzword. And it was a 50-50 tie. Ooh, ooh, that hurts. Um Man, you know, I mean, think about what else is out there in, in terms of security strategy, right? You know, defense in depth, that's not a strategy, right? That no. we, we call it expense in depth, right? Compliance, that's not security. That's, you know, I mean, it's a strategy if your goal is to just check the box. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so, right, and I, I think really, you know, it, security can't be a silo anymore. It can't be something that somebody else does. Everybody in IT has to be doing security. Everybody in the organization Needs, needs to play a role. Um, and, you know, again, we, we've, we've got to go, all get on the same page uh, and, and, and focus on, you know, the goal, which, which can't be firefighting, right? We've got to, we've got to fix the problems in, in, in our organizations that, 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 that are, you know, are, that are causing these vulnerabilities. Um, zero trust can, can help in every area. So in, in the book, we talk about, uh, you know, okay, identity or your ERP systems or cloud or, or how to do zero trust and align it with your SOC. Uh, how do you do you know, training exercises or tabletops? Uh, so, uh, you know, there's a great appendix at the book with my tabletop. So the book ends with the tabletop exercise on, on practicing uh, all of the things that they did throughout the book. And, uh, you know, gosh, it's, it's a fun read. L lots of pop culture references. Uh, and, and, you know, hopefully people really love it. Well, I know, I know you're, you're a Star Wars fan, George, a big one. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. um, I remember. I remember the last podcast you and I did when Well Aware came out. You had the whole Star Wars uh, background behind you, and all the comics. So um, seeing you in a hotel room just doesn't do the same justice to your <laughs> other background. Really. You, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, um, I, I actually started selling some of my paintings. Folks, that's it for our show today, George. Thank you for coming on. Go get Project. Yeah, you did auction them off, right? Because I remember seeing a. Um, I was going to come to CXO in Dallas uh, a few months ago where I knew they were auctioning off some of your stuff. I just couldn't make it because I was in town, but I was, uh, my schedule was just back to back that day. Oh man. I'm, I'm just so lucky to be able to, to, to share with the community all, all of the stuff I've got going on. So, so I totally appreciate all the support and, and, you know, go out there and get the book. Yeah. Go out there. Project Zero Trust links in the comments, folks, go to Amazon, order it today. Uh, gift it to someone who you think could help you push Zero Trust across the finish line in your org. That's it for our show today. We'll be back Monday with a whole lot more next week, folks. Until then, please stay cyber safe and have a great weekend. Thanks, y'all. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We're still on broadcast. It's still ending.
it's still wrapping up. It's going to be funny because whoever sticks around to the very end of the intro might get this. This is like the blooper reel 